What's up, everybody? My name is Mackenzie. I am the creator of The Safe Conversation, a safe space for you to come be who you are and be loved as just that. On today's episode, I have my good friend Arthur Johnson to tell his story, talk a little bit about his faith, what it was like to grow up in America as Japanese American, and then also a little bit about his new startup. So I am so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. Um, Before we jump in, I kind of want to talk about just my experience as I've started the safe conversation and how humbled I am to hear these people's stories that have honestly been in my life for years and seeing a whole new side of them and what it's been like for them to grow up, you know, with a different cultural background in America or, you know, just to hear people's different perspectives on life and I am so excited for where this is going and would love to hear your story so if that's um, something that would be interesting to you um, please reach out I would love to to talk and, and to hear your story but without further ado here's my friend Arthur Johnson in all of his glory I'm here with my good friend, Arthur Johnson, um, and he's going to tell us a little bit about his story, and um, we'll just kind of go from there. So um, tell everyone a little bit about who you are, your story, how you identify, um, and we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I guess we'll start with how I identify. Um, I think the first and most important thing for me is, is my faith in Christ, um, you know, I, you know, definitely, you know, my, uh, where I stand as a Christian, you know, first and foremost, um, with me. And then after that would be, you know, I do take a lot of pride in you know, my background being a Japanese American, um, Californian, probably after that, born and raised, um, adopt, adopted Texan kind of. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much that's pretty much who I am. Um, that's it. Yeah, that's how I identify. Um, tell me a little bit more about um, just your faith in um, you know being a Japanese American. Is that something that was a part of your upbringing? Is that something you came to know yourself? What did that look like? Yeah, so, you know, I grew up and born and raised um, in a Christian ha- household and a multi-ethnic household as well. My mom's from Japan and my dad's half. So my grandma on my dad's side is Japanese and then my dad's white or Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 20, 2021, I keep forgetting. <laughs> See what the times are there. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it was always interesting, you know, growing up in a multi-ethnic, multicultural household. Uh, yeah. You know, it was, I always knew that, you know, my my family and, you know, home life was different than the other kids at school. You know, so that was always interesting. Um, it, probably the, the most interesting and toughest thing was my mom bringing these, like, extravagant, like, bento boxes, which are cool are, and a fad now. Like, what are bento know, boxes? Like lunches, like the bento oh, oh, yeah, 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 bento yeah, boxes. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. What did like, she put in your pinto like box? They're cool, trendy <laughs> now. But like early 90s? Early 90s, uh, you know, definitely leads to some, um, you know, youthful bullying. Not literal bullying, but kids definitely make fun of uh, the smell of food. There would be salmon a lot, but it'd be like salmon or tuna, you know, rice, some kind. You know, it'd basically be like a full fledged meal Yeah. for lunch. And the other kids um, had like Uncrustables. Right, Uncrustables, yeah, 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 yeah. like Lunchables, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, cheesy corny dogs from the cafeteria that made kids throw up. Um, yeah, so for whatever reason, the kids make, decided to make fun of the, the bento boxes. So, you know, that was, that was tough. I'm not going to lie. That, yeah. was, that was a challenging time. And I felt bad because I would go back home and I would get mad at my mom. You can't can't make pack these lunches anymore. So I'm getting me fun of. So you know, let's uh, let's start packing uh, some lunchables and some PB and J. It's a business yeah. meeting with your mom. Yeah. <laughs> this is my future here, mom. Yeah. And you know, like looking back, I definitely know she was she was heartbroken because it was you know I was basically asking her to to put aside our culture, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and you don't really realize that as a kid growing up, you know, all you think about are, you know, what the other kids are saying about you. Yeah. Uh, so that was, you know, a lesson I didn't learn until years later, probably being in high school. And that's, my mom did a similar thing. Uh, I uh, played football and, you know, different athletics early on in high school. And my mom did the same thing. She would pack these, you know, extravagant lunches. And at first, some of the kids like said stuff and were like, oh, like, what is that? Like, are you like, you know, you eating, like, is that a, is that fish in, like in a fruit cup? I'm like, no, it's just a fruit cup. Um, you know, it'd be like crazy things. And then, you know, I felt very fortunate. Some of the, some of like the varsity guys, you know, my freshman year, um, would, would come up to me and be like, oh, like, that's so cool. Like, you know, what are you eating? And basically hyped up my lunches. And that's, I think that was like the first time where I'm like, oh, it is cool. You know, yeah. and I should take pride in yeah. this part of who yeah. I am. Uh, and, you know, that kind of trickled down to, you know, how I perceive myself now, you know, that being a big part of how I identify. Tell me a little bit more about that, like how you see yourself now and what that experience of like coming from that and and having to like, um, back man, you're just breathing right into the microphone. Yeah, can we make note that the panting is is bad? (laughs) Yeah, hey guys, if you hear excessive panting, that's me. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. That's Arthur's dog, Beck, and he's a sweet, great Pyrenees, but um. That's just a little background noise for you guys. So how do you think that experience with with bullying and even with just your lunches and like on the football team, how has that shaped the perspective that you have of yourself now? Yeah, um, that's, that's a great question. That's what I say when I don't know how to answer. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. What's the first thing that comes to, to you like when I ask that? Yeah, you know, I, I think, um, especially, you know, with with a lot of what's been going on the past you know, year and a half, 
two years, um, you know, whether it's you know, different movements, you know, like Black Lives Matter, um, you know, Asian American Pacific Islander, yeah. you know, hate that's been going on, you know, especially with COVID, you know, I uh, definitely take deeper pride in, um, in that. And then also, you know, learning not to be ashamed yeah. of my upbringing and my background, but instead taking, you know, deeper level of pride and, you know, a stronger stance. And, you know, it definitely has enabled me to vocalize myself whenever people of any sort of minority background um, seems to be attacked, right? So, um, yeah, it, it, it's definitely emboldened me, you know, and it's just a small thing, right? You look back and you're like, oh, like, it's just kids making fun of your lunch, yeah. right? It doesn't seem like such a big deal, but, you know, looking back, you know, I could definitely see how that has snowballed into um, something deeper totally more meaningful for me well that's the identity like the core of your identity because it's nothing that you can change about who you are like that's um, who you are and that's part of your identity and so um when you mention like not being ashamed what shame did you carry with your upbringing and your background yeah you know i just felt you know, to a degree, embarrassed. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I definitely felt like I was at a disadvantage. You know, mm -hmm. oftentimes I was the only you know, Asian kid in school or my class. Um, you know, I, there are times where I thought, you know, um, maybe I won't get picked for a you know, pickup sport game because, you know, people look at it Asian. The stereotype is that, you know, we're not athletic, we're not good at sports. Um, you know, that we're supposed to be playing the piano or the violin, mm -hmm. um, that we're good at math. Um, ironically, I sucked at math. You play the violin, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I actually suck at all sports, too. So they, they got the stereotypes. Now no, I think I'm okay at sports. Um, and I don't play the violin. I did play the drums, though. You played the what? The drums. Oh, nice. That's, what? That's awesome. Yeah. You're so also good true. at sports. We played uh, sand volleyball together. Yeah, and, and we and we kind of won. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of yeah. won. Without Dylan Crumley, Crumbly, I don't think we would have. No, definitely yeah, not. Yeah, no. but shout out, shout out, Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're alive, but you're definitely not following the same conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason, you know, I just uh, you know felt. Yeah, like I said, to a degree, embarrassed. Um, you know, I wanted that. Like as a kid, there are moments where I wanted to be, I wanted to be white. Mm. You know, or Caucasian. We're gonna stick. We're gonna stick with white. Yeah, it's, it's that's just fine. Yeah, that's I think fine. that's. If people blow up about yeah. it, but yeah, I don't know uh, why they would. Yeah, I mean, my name is Arthur Johnson, so you know, they can. Pretty white name. I think so. Yeah. Uh, like, that's like Arthur Johnson is like a college librarian but like like maybe a professor but he's so intelligent you know what i mean yeah we'll make sure my dad does does not hear this because he'll just think you're talking about him oh well no i'm yeah. talking about you oh. and you are very intelligent oh thank you yeah. oh yeah we're back back to the, the question <laughs> at hand <laughs> some shame i've experienced yeah. in this life <laughs> 
Yeah, so, you know, like I was saying, um, you know, I definitely, there are, there are definitely moments where, you know, I wish I had a white family. I wanted white parents, white mm -hmm. siblings. You know, I wanted to be like every other kid at school, um, which is crazy to think about now because, you know, there's no way in the world I would tra trade, you know, any bit of my background, you know, either my parents, either my siblings, I'm or anyone in my family for a different family. Yeah. Right. But yeah, there are moments, you know, as a kid where I'm like, wow, you know, this, I think life would be easier. Yeah. If I, you know, didn't look the way that I look. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's just, uh, I think it's a weird thing. You know, it's easy for a kid's mind. I think people today still let their minds drift yeah. to that place. You know, yeah. I think it's easy, especially for, you know, any minority group to come up with excuses for a lack of success, um, you know, and use that, as, you know, to a degree as a crutch. I mean, there, there are instances where it's true, you know, there's still progress that needs to be made, um, even in America, right? But It's like that know, victim mentality. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. 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 With that, what is something that you feel like people seem to maybe misunderstand about you? Well, I, um, you know, I'm very, I'm a very eclectic person, you know, you're, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, people would not tell by the cover of this episode. No, 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 <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, the back funny. of that shirt is, yeah, the back of yeah. the shirt alone. Yeah. Um, and the crazy thing is, this is actually my grandpa's old bowling shirt. That's um, amazing. Yeah. The fact that you have it is just, yeah. it's a staple piece, honestly. It's, it's awesome. I would put that in a shadow box on my wall. Would you? Even like that shirt. Right. I'm not even related. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what, was, what was the question? What is something within that that you think that people may seem to misunderstand about Oh, right, you? right, right, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I think at first glance, you know, people look at me and, you know, they definitely put me in a certain kind of box, mm. right? Um, you know, I like I went to a you know super Southern Baptist college, and the number of times that someone would like sit if I was eating breakfast or lunch by myself, the number of times someone would come to the table with a Bible mm. and try to preach the gospel to me, mm. uh, I can't, I can't, honestly can't even count the number of times that's happened. Um, you know, because people would look at me and they would think, okay, he's probably like, you know, some reb rebellious, like, stoner kid. Um, and, you know, he needs, he needs Jesus in his life. So, you know, that's fascinating. Um, and, you know, then the opposite end, I, maybe I just look like a stoner because the number of people that offer me. Maybe you are. <laughs> kidding, kidding. <laughs> Let's all be truthful. It's a yeah, safe yeah. space. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of greenery in my apartment. <laughs> like, no wonder. Can yeah. you blame the people that came up to you? No, yeah. Just, yeah. just, uh, just high on life. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So I, I know I do feel like people like look at me and then paint me as a certain kind of person. Um, and sometimes that works out to my favor because you know, people think, maybe people think I'm cool, they want to get mm. to know me, yeah. they want to hang out. You know, there are other instances uh, where people, 
you know, write me off, right? Mm. Because of um, the initial, you know, look, you know, I give off. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if that, I think that answers part of the question. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. So you have a quote on your Instagram by Pooh Bear. It says, some people care too much. I think it's called love. What does this quote mean to you so much so that you would include it on your Instagram bio? Yeah, I think um, I definitely, I think I learned this from my parents. You know, my parents always, you know, would like anytime I would leave, they would ask me to like let them know when I got to wherever I was getting to or let them know when I was on my way back home or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I would always say, you know, dad, mom, like I'm 29 now, you don't need to worry. And they would always say, it's, it's a parent's job to worry. You you can tell us whatever you want, but you can't ever tell us not to worry. Um, and you know, I just, so that quote, it resonates with me because you know, what can be perceived as annoying, um, or you know, too like overwhelming amount of care. At the end of the day, it's it's just love. You know, um, my parents are that annoying sometimes because they love me that much, right? And I think I've um, you know embodied part of that. And you know, sometimes you know I don't know um, when no is a no, right? Uh, especially with friends, you know. Uh, I, there's definitely, yeah, if I, I would say if I develop a relationship or a friendship with someone, you know, I want them to know that I care for them abundantly. Um, and sometimes, you know, it is probably overwhelming. It is probably annoying. Why do you think that? Um, why do I think that? Why do you think it's overwhelming or annoying? So I think there are times like in the past where it's pushed people away, you know, um, like sometimes people aren't used to um, that level of persistence maybe, mm-hmm. or they sometimes some people don't get like, oh, why aren't you like still mad at me for X? Um, you know, how, like, how can you say like we're cool and forgiving when you really shouldn't have? Mm-hmm. And I think that confuses people, you know, it's, yeah. you know, it's a little out of the world. Um, you know, but the way I see it, that's just how you love, love on people, you know? Yeah. That's really good. And you're an incredible friend. I love that I get to be a recipient in that pursuit of just your friendship and the consistency that you've been in my life of just a good old time. Um, so I feel so grateful that I get to experience that love um, and your friendship firsthand. Um, so tell me a little bit more about what makes you feel inspired or like your best self. Yeah, you're just like throwing haymakers. This is like the last one. Then we'll talk about like what you want to be on like a billboard or something. Yeah. <laughs> Some softballs. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as 
you know, what drives me, what inspires me, I think at the core, it definitely comes down to, you know, to my faith. Mm. Right? Um, you know, I don't categorize myself as a hyper, you know, religious person, you know, but I definitely uh, consider myself as someone that has a devout faith mm. um, and relationship with Christ. You know, I think a lot of what Christ has modeled, you know, during his, you know, life on earth was, you know, was hard work, um, tenacity, passion, um, you know, but it was like, yeah, he was all loving, all kind, but at the same time, like, uh, you know, he didn't, you know, he wasn't a pushover either, yeah. right? Like, he let his voice be heard, Yeah. you know? Um, yeah, so that's, you know, that's definitely the core of what drives me. Um, you know, I think I have a perfect blueprint and a perfect model to look after. And, you know, I think aside from that, um, you know, I feel like I'm on earth to, to drive change mm. to some degree. You know, I used to have these, you know, really ambitious goals, and I still do, you know, one of them being, um, you know, I like in a perfect world, I would love to be able to see human trafficking be eradicated. Mm. You know, I would love to see global pandemic, uh, global hunger, you know, as a pandemic be eradicated. And, you know, I've done things and been a part of organizations um, where that's the fight too. You know, I think there are probably more strategic ways to go about doing that. Um, you know, for me, it, you know, I think it's through you know, through um, measures of business, you know, through mm. starting companies and, you know, utilizing those as platforms um, to better position and better educate people, you know, on those issues. Yeah, so there's, you know, it's a lot, it's definitely a lot that drives me um, and inspires me. But, you know, like, like I said, at the core, it's definitely, definitely my faith. Um, you know, and I, um, It'd probably be a crime for me not to like mention my parents, you know, and different mentors I've had, yeah. you know, over the course of my time. And just, you know, the people who I surround myself with, you know, I definitely believe in, you know, the law of averages, you know, you are who you, you are, who you surround yourself by yeah. and with. So, you know, I definitely try to, you know, put myself around people that, that drive me and inspire me. Yeah. Um, and hopefully I'm doing the same for them. You know, it comes somewhat of like a cyclical thing. Thanks for keeping me in your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, you're the you're the exception. Actually, <laughs> I want I want there to be a floor. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> just, just kidding. That's everyone. That's a joke. <laughs> a really good joke. Yeah. Um, Perfect segue into, you mentioned startup. I know that you've recently um, kind of gone on that venture of a, of a new startup. And I would love to hear a little bit more about that, what it's called, what the purpose is, um, what you're doing with it. Um, yeah, tell us all about it. Yeah, so the startup is called the Quanda Company. Um, what does that mean? So the Quanda Company is, is named after a term called the Quanda Effect. Um, it's basically, it's in a nutshell, it's the jet stream, you know, 
Um, there's there's uh, a lot longer and more robust uh, definitions. It's what but Google's let's, Yeah, let's not yeah. bore the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we want to hear about your startup, but like don't get too boring. <laughs> right. right. Um, I have a I have a great um, partner co-founder. His name's Hunter Pemberton. Uh, we've started or attempted to start several ventures together. Um, we met in eighth grade and got paired up to do a. Um, a marketing business project and ever since then we're like all right let's you know we're gonna make sure we start a company and we're gonna make sure it's you know one of these days it's gonna be successful remember when we tried to do socks yeah together? we tried to do socks um i still um am holding on i think i yeah i still own the uh the website what were we gonna call it What's friendlier it? Yeah, 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 still, yeah to this day that is my go-to uh, email for um for like like receipts, like shipping, and confir- any like any kind of confirmation, any kind of like subscription. Like, it's like right, your yeah, junk yeah. email. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah, One Arthur, Arthur. Arthur. Johnson at Foundlier.com. It's friend with an I. <laughs> you want to get a hold of me? You won't because I don't check that one. <laughs> Oh gosh, <laughs> maybe one day. Yeah, one day, one day. Yeah, so yeah, you know, obviously, yeah, we uh, are. Are you even wearing socks right now? Uh, I'm wearing uh, like cut off. Oh, socks. Uh, kind of, yeah, no shows. Like yeah. what we kind of wanted yeah. to do. Right. Yeah, perf- like perfect the no show. Right. Are the are your no shows perfect? They slide off when I walk. Okay. Like so, not in these shoes, but like in normal sneakers. Right. If I wear them, like on the walk this morning, I was wearing normal sneakers and they slipped off my feet. So. Wow. Well, yeah, I'm wearing no socks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you have full on tennis shoes on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they're, they're very breathable. Yeah. As you can see. Right. So, um, they're all black, so I they look breathable. Yeah, I would yeah. I would still say a no show would be good for those. Yeah, the thing is, I haven't I get to find the perfect no show. I know. So that's there's a niche that we have to have yeah, to we go can, into. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. circle back. We'll, we'll circle back. Yeah. All right. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. But Friend, friendlier socks. Yeah. It's, it's a thing. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, so uh, you know, both both Hunter and I, we've we've always had the the entrepreneurial itch. You know, I think for both of us, it's always come down to helping helping people. Yeah. Um, we definitely, you know, looking back, we realize you know the the business ideas we came up with in the past were uh, not well thought out. Um, there weren't real markets for the things we wanted to do. Um, you know, it was just, it was like, you know, kids, it, we, we, were, we were kids, you know, and we had a dream and we didn't know how to make the dream a reality mm-hmm. uh, until recently with the Quanta company. So a um, little background of Hunter, he's actually an aerospace engineer by trade and he's worked for a couple of different uh, companies and larger companies. He, he actually um, <laughs> designed and built the um, the handle for the presidential helicopter. Wow! Yeah. What president got to? <laughs> let's let's just say um, it was like three four years ago. 
Starts with a D, rhymes with Ronald. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Ronald Rump? Yeah. <laughs> Ronald Hump? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, we'll let them we'll let the audience figure it yeah, out. They'll yeah. Figure yeah. Out. yeah. Um, and you know, one day Hunter um, called me up called me up on the phone. He's like, hey man, I have a great idea. You know, hear this out. I think that's a great opportunity. You know, we both started doing that research. Um, and we're like, shoot, you know, we can probably like turn this into something. Um, and, you know, against all odds, you know, we met with, you know, a few different investors. We were able to get um, some backing, you know, um, from a couple of different investors, which, yeah, so, you know, I really think it's definitely a situation um, where it's by the grace of God that we were able to get some investors on board. You know, it's not something that a lot of people um, are afforded um, or blessed with. So, you know, uh, once we got, you know, that backing um, to support us, we wanted to, to run full speed, you know. Um, and I'd be lying if I said it's, you know, been all the, you know, rainbows and unicorns and happy things. Uh, there's definitely been a lot of sleepless nights and um, many, many arguments <laughs> or uh, tips, debates. We don't argue. Yeah. We're, we're, we have a healthy, healthy company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen at the climate company. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's, it's definitely been challenging at times. You know, I, I think, you know, a lot of people hear aerospace company and they're like, uh, yeah, good luck. Mm -hmm. You know, that's definitely a pipe dream kind of thing. And there are moments where it did feel like it's just going to be a pipe dream. And this is something that is not attainable, you know, but we just, you know, we held each other accountable. Um, and, you know, to, to just interject myself real quick, uh, you know, if you're going to start a company out there, highly recommend a co-founder <laughs> <laughs> makes life abundantly easier in my opinion. Uh, but, but back to uh, to my initial thought, you know, we um, it's been great. You know, we you know having a support system, you know, being able to you know keep each other in check. You know, if it weren't, I would, I could easily say, you know, if it weren't for Hunter, and I think Hunter would say the same for me. You know, we wouldn't be where we are. Um, and I guess I should probably tell everyone what we do. Yeah, exactly. What y'all's mission is, and yeah. kind of what y'all see the future being. Yeah, so you know, right now we primarily design and build um, aircraft parts, um, and not just aircraft parts. You know, we do some random things too. You know, one thing that we're uh, we're doing is designing the like uh, a camper for the Cybertruck, Tesla Cybertruck. So that's nice. that's pretty okay. cool. So you like bring it along with, with your Tesla, like travel the country with your camper on the back? Right, exactly. Could yeah. you imagine? That's a whole new industry. Yeah, it's a whole Just new. like traveling the country with your Tesla camper combo. Come on. What a picture. Why not? Truly. I, I haven't seen it yet, so. Just, just wait. That's amazing. Maybe this time next year. We'll be traveling in a camper together across yeah, the nation. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll find back to sit it though, because it might be a little much. Yeah. Um, you know, so we do, you know, we do a lot of cool things, 
you know, but that's this is kind of the the, the barrier um, of entry for us is you know doing you know some of the the scrappy work, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's definitely not um, sexy. We're not you know building rockets or anything like that right now. You know, we're not quite at that stage. You know, but we do have um, some very lofty goals and aspirations. You know, um, we both think that um, we both like the idea of of space travel, right? Um, so that's I think that's one of the bigger goals is ultimately to to get involved with you know some of the companies like the SpaceX's, the Blue Origins, you know, um, Virgin Galactics of the world. Uh, but we're we're far away from there. But as far as deeper missions concerned, um, you know, we we want to, you know, create warehouses and uh, machine shops that you know can um, that are counterculture to what's currently out there. You know, we want to show people, you know, and when I say people, primarily blue collar workers, mm-hmm. um, that you know they can be treated with respect and with dignity um, that you can work a blue collar job and feel like you're working at a you know quote unquote white collar job yeah. right there shouldn't be such a huge discrepancy in my opinion um, oftentimes at least the way I perceive it blue collar workers work abundantly high, harder than you know than a lot totally. of white collar workers yeah. do yeah. you know I like my life is easy you know I go outside I walk back and I see construction workers that are working from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. in the heat of Texas summers. Uh, and I think that's miserable. I would never do that. <laughs> you know, and yet, you know, yet they go after it. Um, you know, and I have some friends that are in, in the industry and, you know, a lot of them, uh, for them, it's, it, you know, it's a job that helps them take care of their family. Yeah. Um, and to me, that's, you know, that kind of thing uh, is so special. You know, it's it's really a, an unparalleled um, way to live life, I think. Uh, so, you know, for both Hunter and I, if we can create an organization that will further, you know, enable people that choose to work in a blue collar industry, I think that'd be awesome. Um, both think that would be awesome. Uh, you know, we ultimately want to create um, several shops across the states and replicate what we're working on building out right now. Um, yeah, so that's that's like that's one of the bigger things that we want to do. Beck is misbehaving. Yeah, Beck's being a naughty boy. Hey, hey, hey! You don't you don't want people to hear me yelling at you. Right now. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> That's a good boy. Yes. Good job. Good job. Where can people find out about Quanda and kind of, you know, who you guys are? Things like that. Yeah, so you know, we are we are on the 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 interwebs, the Quanda yeah, the Quandacompany.com. There we go. Yeah, um, we are on all social media outlets. Okay. You know, at the Coanda Company, and Coanda spelled C O A N D E A. 
So the Quanda number. Quanda. Yeah. One and final question for you. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Wow. Anything. Anything. Anything on it. Anything on it. What would it be? Well, you know, this brings me back to um, one of my uh, psychology present courses. I had to do a big presentation, like a senior presentation. Mm -hmm. um, and I closed it out with, you know, we really need to live life um, with the four L's in mind. And the four L's are, you know, live, love, laugh, and look. <laughs> so that would be my billboard, live, love, laugh, and lick. Explain the lick part. My professor asked me the same. Uh, and, you know, it sounds, it can sound kind of naughty and kind of dirty, which it can be, right? <laughs> it's up to your it's, interpretation. It's, 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 my thing is, to me, it's pretty all-encompassing, right? Like, okay, yeah, we need to live for sure, you know. Yeah. Love is a good thing. Yeah. Laughing's great for the soul. Right. But, you know, if we didn't have a tongue, we wouldn't be able to taste anything, right? So we wouldn't be able to enjoy the food. I'm a big foodie. Um, yeah, so you wouldn't be able to enjoy that. You know, um, there's obviously, like, romance and looking kind of to a degree. <laughs> What romance are you involved in? <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. It's definitely uh, the, the, the whipped creams and the syrups mm -hmm, mm -hmm, of, mm -hmm. of, of, the, of the world. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. That would that would be my uh, that would be my billboard. So that's your just like encouragement to everyone. Live, love, laugh, and lick. And lick. Yeah. Awesome. The lick is the lick is very important. Very, very, very important. important. It's probably the yeah. most important L. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone, you heard it here first. Go out and start your licking. And um, Arthur, you are the greatest of friends. And cheers to who you are and many more years of friendship. Cheers. Thank, thank you, Mackenzie. Did you quit? Did you did you stop the recording?